Welcome to the Echo Chamber. I'm your host, Brandy Hall. As we continue to make our way through these strange and unusual times, I think that we, among so many things, are all missing the intimacy and excitement that comes with a live music experience. The online streaming concerts, while no doubt appreciated, were no match for a crowded, sweaty dance floor. We go to see music at big arenas and famed concert halls, but we cannot forget another important venue, the neighborhood bar, the little dives that work so hard to keep culture alive in the city, a place such as the saloon, thought to be one of the oldest bars in San Francisco, though I can't lay claim to any historic accuracy in that statement. Part biker bar, part blues bar, it has provided a home for a countless number of local bands throughout the years. On this episode, we hear the story of one such musician, Yoko Aramichi, and how fate would lead her from her hometown in Japan to the stage of this San Francisco institution. Here is her story. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the Beatles! In 1966, when Beatles came to Japan, <laughs> June 30th, 1966, that changed my life. <laughs> I quit orchestra <laughs> and I got into rock and roll music. My name is Yoko Arumichi. I'm the guitar player and the vocalist for the Power Street Blues Band. This month, September 25th, my band is celebrating its 40th anniversary. Me and my other original members started the band by playing music on Power and Market Street. Just let me June 30th, 1966, 6.30 p.m. they started the show. <laughs> I made a tape from the TV with the very old Reel to reel. I put the microphone to the TV. My father used to record us, so we had a small reel to reel tape player monorail. Before the Beatles came to Japan in 1966, I was playing classical music in the school orchestra. I was in junior high school. A uh, few months later, I got uh, my first electric guitar. <laughs> we had a little music store in uh, my hometown. I asked my parents to give me allowance uh, one year ahead. <laughs> so then they gave me the money to buy electric guitar. And I never asked anything <laughs> whole year. <laughs> this is a Japanese copy of Fender Telecaster, and I still use it. My father was an electrician, so he made a little amplifier like this for me. Before that, I was just playing with an amplifier, and my father, okay, here is your amplifier, and, and that's the one. I was just playing, playing, playing. Before the Beatles came, my sister used to bring back records she borrowed from friends. 
I knew a little bit about the Beatles, but when I actually saw them on stage and playing, and, and it sounds great, and uh, just, just my feeling was like, wow. That was a totally different feeling toward music. Late night radio about the rock and roll music, and Japanese band playing Beatles song, and they translated in Japanese. When I heard the Beatles was breaking up, I was shocked and sad, and uh, me and my friend talked about the Beatles like, oh, yeah, even it was sad. The Beatles, rehearsing, recording, rapping, creating, live. And uh, whenever they showed the Beatles movie, I went to the movie theater all day. I saw the Beatles, let it be like 24 times or something. <laughs> I was 24 when I first came to the United States. I met this American named Debbie at my friend's cafe, and she was looking for a place to stay in Japan for two months. She was a girlfriend of the captain of the boat. The boat was going back and forth between Japan and America. I was already dreaming about going to abroad, and around that in Kobe, I was playing lots of American rock music too. So I told her, yeah, I'm, I want to go to America. I'm saving money, but I don't know for when. And she said, this is a chance. Let's go with me. Let's go with the boat. And so I quit the job and, and I got visa easily because of the captain. January 6, 1977, I joined the ship at the Kobe port. And January 7th, 1977, 3 a.m. ship sailed from Kobe to Hiroshima. January 9th, 1977, we sailed toward the United States. I was drawing a lot. And in the night, me and the officers are gathering and you know, we drink and talk and also Korean crew played guitar, so we played actually Beatles music together. And the European officers, they like Beatles too, and we had a great time. Yeah, we connected each other through Beatles music and also rock and roll music around that time. My name is Yoko, the ocean child, and I was very happy I was in the Pacific Ocean. Almost every evening, it's a beautiful sunset. In the night, the stars, I slept at the highest part of the ship, looking at the stars in the sky. It was beautiful and romantic. <laughs> we arrived February 7th, 1977, at Tampa, Florida. That happened to be the same date, different year, but the same date that the Beatles first came to the United States. <laughs> Every year, February 7th, I see the like, Beatles anniversary, and I will think, mine too. <laughs> Strange, but I love it. <laughs> I came to California to see my Indian friend I knew from Japan. I visited her, and after I just passing by San Francisco. The second day of San Francisco, I, I met a street musician at the Union Square. He was playing Bob Dylan song, so of course I went to speak to him because I, you know, I like, I like Bob Dylan too. I said, well, I play music too, and he lent me his guitar. 
That's the beginning of my life in San Francisco. 1978, I met original member of the Powell Street Blues Band. We are jamming every day, and one time I said to the harmonica player, what shall we call? And he said, Powell Street Blues Band. Neil Young was one of my heroes, and in the 1978, around May, I was almost going back to Japan. I thought it would be nice to see Neil Young in concert in America. Of course, I always like Beatles, but also Neil Young is one of the biggest heroes, and I thought it would be nice to see Neil Young in concert in America. And one whole year, no Neil Young concert. So I said, okay, I guess I'm going back to Japan. And I sent back some of the stuff to Japan. And then somebody told Neil Young's going to play at the boarding house on Bush Street, old boarding house. And I said, I got to stay a little longer. It was sold out, but I went there anyway. And then there's a box office for the ticket. She said, oh, you're street musician. I have one ticket left, and she sold me the ticket. And so I was able to go. And I pushed my luck, and I went back another day. And she had it. She had another ticket on that. And I got, I got to see him twice at boarding house. And around the same time, when Neil had a branch up in the Half Moon Bay with the people who working for his movie, Human Highway, I think a nuclear comedy. They invited us to play. I made the reprints of the pictures I took at the boarding house, and I made a copy, and I wrote later how much I like his music since I was when I was in Japan, and I thanked him for the inspiration. I wrote the letter, and I gave it to the owner of the restaurant. So we prayed, and the restaurant owner introduced me to Neil Young. He handed him my letter and photo, uh, the reprints of the photo. And after, when I am sure he saw the pictures and read my letter. When he and his wife were leaving, I said, nice to meet you, and, uh, and he said, uh, Thank you for the picture. <laughs> and he said, would you guys like to work for the movie? We are making the movie. I said, yes! <laughs> and he said, they will call our manager. Yeah, it was, he's a very nice guy and funny. And first they invited us to Taos, New Mexico. I had such a great time. That one of the best time I ever had. Neil Young was my hero from when I was in Japan and ending up playing and working with Neil Young and this is just the surreal. I've been playing at the salon since 1979. This is the oldest salon in San Francisco, right? And it's, it's the home of my band. Play music in that uh, on the stage in, with other musicians, it's a very bliss moment. So I have those moments, you know, that's so I'm so grateful with my life. Special thanks again to Yoko Aramichi 
for sharing her story and incredible music, and to the rest of the Powell Street Blues Band for holding down the beat. And to the saloon's owner, Myron Mew, and all the bouncers and bartenders that make it one of the most truly unique places in San Francisco. We'll be back on your dance floor soon. This story was originally produced in 2018 for KALW in collaboration with Mary Franklin Harbin. Till next time, you've been listening to The Echo Chamber. Thanks for tuning in.